welcome to Patch Notes. We're here to talk about the news and views of the week, uh, which are not many. So we'll we'll talk about them second. But uh, I'm here with uh, with Mr. John Bernhard. Um, John, uh, uh, what can I say other than someone, a uh, friend of the show, Miri, mm. uh, messaged me today to say uh, she was very pleased you were talking about how bad Gail Simone is recently. Yes, yes. Um, I don't want to – see, the thing is that I'd love to talk more about how ba- bad Gail Simone is, but all of my knowledge is like 10 years old at this point because um, before I before – I, did video games. I was a baseball person, but before I was a baseball person, I was a comics person. Uh, and Simone, um, there was a lot yes. of bullshit she got up to before, uh, you know, uh, recently she's been sort of on the side of the angels just because, like, comic discourse has gotten so bad online that if you're not a Nazi, you're on the side of the angels. Right. I mean, she's basically, like, she's okay with trans people so yeah yeah she, um like, that that automatically puts her into the top like 0.001 percent yeah and so there was a lot of a lot of um like boys club bullshit that she was uh on the wrong side of back in the day of like 2008 to 2011 or 12 um mm-hmm. that i just i just can't speak on anymore without you know, actually going back and doing the research on that stuff. And a lot of that stuff is just gone now. Like, it was on forum posts and that no longer exist and bulletin boards. And, you know, it was, you know, shit I heard while talking to people uh, at after parties after conventions and shit like that in New York. Everyone, Rutger Hauer, uh, he's, here in the, he's here in the studio <laughs> with us today. Um, gone like tears and rain. How huh, here to say the famous words that he now hates <laughs> to say. Um, well, he's dead, so we, you know, yeah, well, you know, it happens to the best of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, a, I, I've never been a fan of her work, but uh, she did, there was some real bad shit, uh, involving her and I think Devin Grayson. Um, Devin Grayson was. Rather famously, one of the uh, female writers who came on board at DC mm. around the time of Infinite Crisis, a little bit before, and she she's had her own problems, um, and she's written some fairly problematic things into some of her oh, stories okay. for DC. Uh, she was responsible for the storyline where Nightwing get, gets raped. Oh. Um, Okay. So, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, no, no one's hands are fully clean in all of this. Uh, but I can't say I've ever enjoyed her work. Um, you know, mode. Yeah, not, yeah. Um, which, you know, isn't the biggest problem in the world. I haven't enjoyed a lot of comic book writers' works. And, uh, I like some. Um, perfectly I happy. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, I thought her, you know, her... Um, well, fine. Jeez. <laughs> she she did... Was it Deadpool or Agent X or both were some of her, her big break-in books, and I thought yeah, they were Yeah, she, she was one of those Deadpool writers. I don't... Typically, um, I do not like Deadpool. No. Um, uh, not, you know, and then, and then that's that's a shame, because I, I did like him in, like, 1995 when people were like, oh, this is fun. Well, but, that was uh, because of who you were in 1995, I think. Yeah, not, you're probably right. Not because yeah, of like, the writing. Yeah. He, it, he appeals Agent, to very specific mental age. I will say I'll Agent say. X uh, kind of hit a, like, scratch niche for me at, at some point or another. Um, 
But still, I mean, I guess that's just because it wasn't pure Deadpool, right? Yeah, I mean, there was always... My big thing about Agent X was always the studio Udon art. Yes, uh, yes, 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 which was really, really good. Visually, that stuff was always great. Um, You know, and and this was a time where, like, someone in a, a, a hero whose whole thing was walking around in a hoodie with guns wasn't entirely played out. And that's what Agent X's costume was back then. Um... We've sort of gotten to the point where hoodie with guns is a default option for a lot of uh, these characters, which is, you know, whatever. That's but, good. Um, That's, well, it's comfortable. Yeah. I mean, and you'll have to prioritize the, prioritize the comfort. Well, yeah. They work hard. So, so anyway. yeah, this this was uh, – that was our, our five minutes of uh, weird <laughs> Gail Simone slander, I guess. Um, we have she's to do it every fine. week now. She's gonna find out if we do it every yeah, week. We can't. I mean, yeah, she can't block. I don't want to. I don't want to get in a fight with Gail Simone. I no, it just I, seems I, like a waste of our time. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where you know she's extremely successful. Uh, we're arguably less so. You know, she nah, can just we're say, really successful. She can just sort of say scoreboard and move on um, <laughs> at this point. Uh, it's not. It's not like I was actually correct in anything. I thought the comics industry should prioritize. Like, it's they, weird that they didn't were, listen to me. You just were like really, really into um, the uh, the scroll war thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sure. Invasion thing is the way of the future. I, I'm so happy they're doing this. Scrolls. Those things I know so much about. Um, the only thing I know about scrolls is that like Spider Woman was one for a while. Please do not. Please do not pretend you don't know anything about scrolls. That's don't, true. I saw the Captain Marvel movie. Don't insult both of us. <laughs> um, ben Mendelsohn was a scroll. Yeah, that 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 tracks. An, an excellent scroll. Um, well, Ben Mendelsohn's wonderful. So yes. lovely actor. I would say that uh, that that show with the uh, with the um, uh, coach uh, the coach from Friday Night Lights um, and Jason Bateman. I think it was like a. Um, it's a Netflix original show. I can't remember what it was called, but it was um, it had Ben Mendelsohn in it, and absolutely, you know, ups and downs, but very much worth watching because of Ben Mendelsohn. I think my favorite Ben Mendelsohn role is uh, in the uh, movie "Killing Them Softly," mm. uh, which is by the director of uh, the assassination of uh, Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment okay um that's like a that's like a great 90 minute in and out here is brad pitt and james gandolfini and ben mendelson uh and ray liotta you know guys just doing things that you sort of expect them to do in like a martin scorsese movie gone wrong like if (laughs) what what if this movie is going to glorify crime even less than martin scorsese does and bray liotta is just going to get beaten to death in the first 30 minutes on screen and it's gonna take like four and a half minutes for him to get beaten to death and four and a half minutes is a pretty long time um yeah no it's yeah absolutely that's a uh, that's a fairly serious con, uh, like commitment to the beating to death scene. Yeah, uh, one oh the, the one of the leads, the actor's name is Scooter McGinty, and it's like oh. that that should have been the name of the character, but it's the Why actor's that, name that yeah he's in some stuff. Sounds, yeah, what who uh, Scooter McGinty? That's a really okay. Uh, well, no. 
Wait, I think you got his name wrong. I oh, might have I gotten his up, name wrong. I looked up Scooty McGinty. Oh. That's that's what happened there. Um, oh, weird. Uh, time Traveler Scooter McGinty in the Pilgrims of Plymouth. What the fuck is Maybe his name, then? Educational comic book you've read? Possibly so. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you confusing this with an educational comic book, John? Once again... Uh, let me figure out this guy's name. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I got it, I got it. Killing them softly. I'm on it, IMDb. I was close. I was wow. fucking close. What is it? Scoot McNary. Okay, yeah, see, I don't know that name. Um, who the fuck is Scooter McGinty? Maybe that's he's like... A, he's a classic comics character who taught us about history. Um, yeah, so... Absolutely not. It sounds like a baseball player. Um, it does. Uh, well, Scooter. Um, there was a yeah. There's a second baseman named Scooter something. Um, Scooter Gennett. Scooter Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Scooter McNary was. He, yeah, he does like prestige television. He was in True Detective and Narcos. Um, whatever the fuck Pantheon is. Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, yeah, so that no, that was Killing Them Softly was that movie where a lot of people got really in their feelings about it because it came out in 2012 uh, when Obama was seeking re-election, and the final scene is um, it's it's cause the movie takes place in like 2008 ish, 2007 2008 uh, during the course of the presidential election, um, and it happens outside Detroit. And just this fucking barren, destroyed uh, American hellhole. Um, okay. And it's very, very obviously contraposing the images of American ruin with both um, Bush talking about the bailouts and the, the financial crisis and Obama giving his soaring rhetoric from the campaign trail. And the movie ends on this scene of Brad Pitt's character, who's the lead, and who has just killed three people um, to clean up a mess, the, the mess being the central plot of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and he's getting, I'm not going to fuck up another name on this, so he's getting a payoff from Richard Jenkins, character actor Richard Jenkins. I love uh, character actor Richard Jenkins. That's one I know. Yeah. Um, really good on Berlin Station, if, if season one, if anyone's ever seen... But hasn't seen Berlin Station. That's a that's a really good show for him. He gets to play the lead actor there. Um, but he he and Richard Jenkins are in a bar, and Jenkins is paying him, and he doesn't pay him enough. They they you know he's supposed to get fifteen thousand per head, um, and they only want to give him ten thousand. And Brad Pitt gets this monologue, which I'm not going to try to really deliver because he's a top tier actor, and I'm some schlub on a pop podcast i don't know he's um, more a pretty face than a top tier actor but he just kidding brad but he uh, so obama's doing his convention speech his one america speech the really really famous one there is no red america there's no blue america there's only the united states of america that one um and brad pitt goes this guy wants to tell me we live in a country give me a break america's not a country it's just a business now fucking pay me. Cut to credits. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and people and um, people, people weren't get upset because they thought uh, there was like a Mitt Romney movie or something. Yeah, I mean, people weren't really there for criticism of Barack Obama. Not in, in twenty twelve. And you know, the movie was a bit weird and short, and sort of felt like a stage play. Um, <laughs> Written I, by Sam Shepard. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, but I think it's been critically reevaluated and it's become liked a lot more as time has gone on. And I'd um, advise watching it. It's pretty good. Uh, but anyway, Ben Mendelsohn plays an Australian junkie in that. Uh, and oh, he's okay. just the worst piece of shit. Like he's his he he's one of these got his like one of his claim his claims like his get rich skip well, one of his get rich quick schemes um is to rob the uh the mob card game at the start of the movie, which starts the <laughs> the plot in motion. But his other one is to like walk the dogs of rich ladies around town and then steal the dogs and take them to Florida and sell them to dog breeders for pennies on the dollar to buy heroin. It just doesn't seem like a, there's a lot of return on investment. And I don't mean ho- like buy heroin as a dealer. I mean buy heroin as a junkie. Yeah, to, to, to <laughs> yeah. use. Yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> so I didn't assume you meant like he, no. was, he was like planning on selling it back. No, he is, he is in- extremely grimy uh, the entire film. He's fantastic. Uh, very good. Um uh, very different from like his the roles you'll see him in like uh, the one, Marvel whatever. stuff, yeah, Rogue One, or even uh, Dark Knight Rises, where he's the guy that Bane gives the "Do you feel in charge?" Uh, speech. I forgot he was that. Okay, yep, he's yeah. that guy. Um, so yeah, yeah, he doesn't feel in charge. Uh, fucking, uh, you know, Welsh traveler slash Romanian communist Bane. Thank you, Tom Hardy. I love it. It's the best Bane. It is. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's it, it was well, it's fantastic because it's pointless. Like <laughs> it's just the dumbest. Look, thing. I mean, if you're gonna do a fake communist, like if if you're that if you're as committed to the weird sort of austere fascism that David S. Goyer and uh, I guess Nolan, the Nolans themselves are committed to in that trilogy, um, yeah. and you're not gonna just do the weird own goal that Dark Knight is like. The Dark Knight is a very weird movie for a bunch of right wingers to release. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because because the because of the conclusion of it being like we have to stop the Joker by uh, turning this into a surveillance state and never coming around to being like, good job, Batman. That was the yeah, right thing to do. <laughs> they abandon the surveillance state. Like the the ending moral is a rejection of the prisoner's choice. <laughs> which an anarchist wouldn't give a shit about to begin with, but but they never really have a, a defined ideology for the Joker anyway, so it doesn't matter. He just sort of does stuff like a dog would arbitrarily. Um, he, he makes that comparison himself. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. Oh, what what would I do if I caught it? Yeah. Um, um, and like and and then there's there's the speech about some men just want to watch the world burn, being delivered by like because if if you look at that that whole. It, it, it's a, it, it seems impossible they couldn't have known what they're doing when they're writing Alfred's speech about the jewel thief in Burma, Myanmar. Um, because he sets up the scene where he is a hired mercenary, <laughs> formerly of the Special Air Service, working for extractive imperial industry in then Burma. Oh, and well, actually, is, I'm sorry. Excuse me. That extractive industry means that the queen can't be racist. So that's true. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. That's very true. Check your privilege. And then he, and so he tells a story about the jewel thief who would steal the things that they were extracting from the trucks. They were using to ship it from the mines to the, to the um, boats to take it back to England. 
And then he would just give them to people. And Alfred's like, this is insane. This is like, this is tr- top tier trolling. It bra- it's breaking my brain. Why would a man do such a thing? Some men just want to see the world burn. And the story ends with them burning the forest. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, it's it really seems good. very obvious that they had to know what they were doing when they wrote yet, that section. And yet. And yet, yeah. Like, it, it, it seems very obvious that Alfred's supposed to be a clueless psychopath here, talking about how the needs and defenses of empire, but, you know. <laughs> but Batman's all about the needs and defenses yeah, of Yeah, 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 it is. It, you know, it's, it's a very interesting movie to be written by clearly, obviously, right-wing people. Um, it would be very uncomfortable for that, you. Uh, Perfect Bane, I know. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to say it. It's 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 a point of pride. Yeah. Um. So, uh, video games. Yeah, um, video games. Um. So we decided we were going to talk about games we were playing first, right? Yeah. The news. There's just, only one big story, and it's about well, a let's basket. Let's get to it. Ball player let's get to the, the big story then. Fine. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Mayor's Leonard. Uh, center. Well, I you believe. may know from. Uh, well. I, I'm sure you do, because of course you you as a listener of this podcast follow ba- follow basketball mm-hmm. extremely carefully. Myers Leonard is a uh, member of the Miami Heat, who yep. um, I think at this point is probably most famous for not standing for, or I'm sorry, not kneeling with his uh, com- with his uh, colleagues and comrades on the team for the national anthem, instead standing like a I, big old D-bag. I think he'd stick with teammates on that one. I don't think he'd go for either of those C-words. Other C-words, maybe, but not not colleagues or comrades. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, sorry. I didn't know what you were getting at. Yes, no, you're f- fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he, he stood uh, proudly for the national anthem while all his uh, fellow teammates uh, kneeled in honor, I believe, at that point, of George Floyd. I yeah, I, I think this, this was the... Pinning the, the timing down there. Um, well, was it, was, it, was it Floyd or was it the second one? Because there was a second wave. The, when they almost went on strike, I don't think it was over Floyd. It was over. Was it over Floyd? Oh, it was over the second. Yeah. That was the, that was the one where the guy... Oh, and I wish I remembered his name. Ke- Kenny? Kenny, right? Uh, walked off the set of... Um, of basketball tonight, because like, yeah, he was like he was like, yeah, like I can't do this tonight. Like this is, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the second wave. Anyway, it had to do with Black Lives Matter. It was um, ju- the shooting of Jacob Blake. Is what it was. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, was yeah, the yeah, second yeah, yeah. wave. Um, yeah, it was. It was a Black Lives Matter thing, though, and he was uh, obviously invisibly not supportive. Um, and uh, so he was because he's streaming now because all of the a lot of these guys. Um, it's well, weird he's to say the season. Yeah, it's weird to say supplement their income. I guess some of them do supplement their income by doing the Twitch thing. It, Myers Leonard does not have to supplement his income. I don't think. Yeah, I think no, he's decently paid. Yeah, once you're at that level, once you're not like a guy who's on a two way contract going between the D League and the pros, it sort of feels like doing Twitch streaming stuff for money. Uh, just introduces another layer of tax bullshit you don't want to go through. But I mean, if yeah. you've got an accountant, then why not? I get the feeling that, like, this is mostly because he's bored. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't seem like he's putting a ton of work into... No, he's not very uh, good, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's just like him basically hanging out with some friends. He doesn't have a lot of viewers. It's not like a ton of people yeah. are, are... Like, I think when when he dropped his uh, his gamer word, it was like... 
I don't know, a thousand viewers. It took like, a while. It took a while for it to to percolate out. And up. I mean, look, like I'm not I'm not one to talk. Like I don't I don't get a ton of viewers. I'm like a thousand viewers is a lot to me. Like, but I'm not Myers Leonard NBA player. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, probably he should be able to pull off a little more than that. But well, I mean, not, if he's not injured, then obviously he doesn't. He's probably not going to be able to do the uh, the right. continuous yeah, yeah. daily streaming. That this I don't requires. think so. Yeah. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's just playing, like, what was it? Warzone. It was, he was like in Warzone. Yeah. He got killed Warzone? in Warzone. Okay. Um, yeah, he used an anti-Semitic slur. You can probably guess which one. Um, he didn't know what it meant, though, so hopefully Yeah, that's, that's really funny. Um, oh. It's, you know, he certainly used it like he knew what it meant. Same with, uh, is, is the Tom Brenneman situation all over oh, again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys <laughs> who clearly know what these slurs mean are using them. Just, yo, it's just a word I say that sounds good. No, you had that, that oomph. You you did that from the chest. You knew. I, I did see someone do the, uh, I'm never, I'm not gonna, I don't know if I'll be wearing this uh, gamer headset again, um, which I thought was a pretty yeah. good pull. Um, Tom Brenneman, Tom Brenneman's uh, immediate decline from, uh, I am I am the I am the person who is uh, going to be announcing the Reds until the day I decide not to do it or the day I die. To I am unemployed in like seven seconds. It was pretty. Uh, I incredible. think he's he's in Puerto Rico now. I think he's calling games for like the English language station of one of their pro teams or something. Okay. Just, um, incredible fall from. I mean, at that point, why don't you just retire? Like the guy is old. He's got, he's got money. Money. Like, wasn't he a player before he was? Renowin? No, he was the son of a. Um, of a of a no he was a nepotism case. Oh, he's, he's like, Marty. He's Marty Brenneman's kid. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Um, Although, like, I guess even Joe Buck has like, I mean, at this point, it's like it's sort of less. Um, I think it's less déclassé to admit that Joe Buck has some benefit to him. Like he can sometimes. Yeah, Joe, Joe Buck is. I I I am one of the people who think Joe Buck is a perfectly fine sports broadcaster. Um, I think he's good for football. I think yeah. he's a bummer in baseball because he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Anyway, this is not the podcast for this. But no, but um, the replacement level is so much. Oh, it's quite different bad in yeah. baseball. Oh, like you're so right. Like I um, just there's like there's so many good local baseball people, but on the national scene, yeah. Uh, once John Miller left ESPN, it was all over. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So Mayor's Leonard, who's I honestly thought he he got denounced by Phase Clan. Did you see? <laughs> you see, Phase Clan announced him. Nice. Uh, let me see if I can find the. Uh, you know, uh, there's a Phase Clan guy that lives in my town. Oh, like in the, you should like. Oh, you should it, run it, him out of town. No, I can't. Okay. Um, he's like he's like a uh, he he lives like across the street from uh, one of our friends who like also is like their kid is friends with our kid and uh, it's Phase Dubs. Phase Dubs lives in our area. Um, and he is also uh, he also said a gamer word, um, and got, and I had to like, you know, say like I'm taking some time off from mm. my duties as phase as a 16 year old millionaire to. Let me um, let me read the Phase Clan statement on Mayor's Leonard. We were incredibly disappointed to hear Mayor's stream today. Phase does not tolerate hate speech or discriminatory language of any kind. While Mayor's is not a member of Phase, we are cutting ties with him. <laughs> this community has so much growing wow. to do. Let's be better together. You got fired from a job you didn't even have. Well, I mean, in fairness, Phase Clan basically everyone's in Phase Clan. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I understand what they're actually doing here, which is that they probably have hosted the streams before. 
um, you know, did raids and stuff like that. Like they, you know, the the ecosystem for streamers is large. Yes. But still, you got fired Very from a funny. job that you didn't yeah. have. Very funny. I mean, but it's true. Like FaZe Clan is also like 80 members or more strong. It's not like, it's like the Wu-Tang Clan. It's like if, uh, if Papa Wu did something, they would have to denounce Papa Wu. But like. He's not showing up on the records except for the spoken word stuff. Like, yeah. FaZe Clan knows that no one thinks Myers Leonard is part of FaZe Clan. But, you know, you got to cover their bases. Yeah. Um, so that's like the big story. Like, he's been suspended for a week and fined $50,000. Uh, you get fined $50,000 is just the standard NBA fine. It's what it's uh, the max. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's the max. It's, and it's uh, funny because, like, a lot of people immediately had the – a lot of people what i find and this is this is not a you know sjw stay out of sports thing this is a i find that people who care about like social justice um and don't care about sports are not quite ready for how stupid sports are yeah um they're so and, stupid like oh, oh my fucking god yeah they're really stupid like i love sports and I gotta tell you, they're not smart uh i don't mean the athletes i just mean sports but um like the the thing that was that was I think surprising to people was that it was only fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and like immediately you have to be like well no that's like the union negotiated that and then you have to be like the union has to negotiate that because like people are just like constantly yelling at refs or you know doing stuff and like the the leagues will happily just like charge you whatever money they have because they're mad that you like said a ref is bad instead yep. of you know. They, they would love to charge Myers Leonard less for the for, for the anti-Semitic thing. We had to do this so they would actually charge him a fair thing instead of making Kyrie uh, Irving pay everything uh, for every player at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, he got charged technically the same amount that James Harden did for fake going to a club in the middle of a pandemic and faking jump sh- shots at the strippers and then him and his boys lining up and Euro-stepping out of the club. But... You know, there are certain collectively bargained regulations that we have to observe when we're doing things like this. And, like, um, yeah, I, people people will be like, well, then why, like, that doesn't seem like a thing that you would want to, like, collectively bargain. And you have to be like, listen, the thing is in sports, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't collectively bargain everything, you will not get anything. No, uh, they will just start to, I mean, even if you do collectively bargain it, the front office will oh, just yeah, decide yeah, yeah. to all... start doing shit. <laughs> yeah, like, <it's... laughs> The owners basically control it all, so you know you better hope that you can keep it to fifty thousand in case your star player says like racism's bad. Yeah, because uh, they're gonna have to pay eighty eighty million dollars and like play for peanuts for the rest of their career. The uh, so Le- Leonard uh, got that he got a week long suspension whenever he gets back from. Um, I think it was a week, maybe it was a month. I think it's a week though. Jimmy Butler's gonna have a hard conversation with him about it. Yeah. Um. There was that one sports writer who wrote that thing where he's like, well, look, like, this is actually, like, way better than when Deshaun said, uh, Deshaun Jackson said the thing about, like, Jewish people that he learned from Louis Farrakhan. Um, is it? Because. If, really? If, yeah. Did you see that? No. Basically, the argument was that. This sounds uh, like a Philly guy. No, it's not guy? a Philly guy. Jesus. It, believe it or not, I think it's like a, I, I think it's a Miami guy actually. Mm. It's either that or a, or a um, I get the feeling it might be a Cleveland guy, but I don't, I don't. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past him. That's just a feeling. I'm pretty no. sure it's a Miami guy. The only reason I knew about it was because people kept linking my Stephen A. Smith Holocaust tweet. No. To it. 
Always but a good the, sign for a sports writer when yeah, Stephen always, A. Smith Holocaust week gets involved. Yeah, they're like they're they're probably like if they see that pop up in their mentions, they're like, oh jeez, <laughs> the, the the Grim Reaper has visited me. But um, yeah, he like he wrote a he wrote an article for like Fansided or Yahoo or something where it was like. And I mean, everyone was just like, oh, no, no wonder this guy wrote it. This guy can't write to save his life. What an idiot. Um, but like, it was basically like, you know, Myers Leonard isn't as bad as when Deshaun said his thing about uh, Jewish people like controlling the world or whatever. Because if you think about it, uh, Myers Leonard just said the slur. Mm. Uh, he didn't have a systemic uh, ideology behind it. Mm. So. Yeah, that's what, what <laughs> cropping a, an Instagram caption that you saw weird is. That's systemic. That's that's structural. <laughs> Very funny to imagine that Deshaun, like, Deshaun Jackson was like, yeah, I read, like, all of... Uh, all it was, of like, it was like a works. weird fake Hitler quote, right? Is yeah, what it, it was, was that yeah. came via, like, yeah... Yes, that that that's 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 structural anti-Semitism there. Him pasting a <laughs> fake Hitler quote. He also tweeted that that same reporter tweeted something like, "What Myers Leonard did was really bad. the The things people are saying about Myers Leonard are just as cringy." Oh, cringe, <laughs> like, uh, brother. <laughs> brother. There is, you know, there is exactly there is exactly one sports context where you can get away with maybe get away with saying, oh, I didn't know what that means. And it's if you shorten Enrique Hernandez's uh, <laughs> name without using the accent mark. And, and frankly, I've done that. We've all done it. And frankly, Kike uh, Hernandez should actually spell that the way most people spell. Like, his spelling is non-traditional. Like, the, the actual spelling of that nickname for Enrique is Q-U-I-Q-U-E. That's that's the that general would be a lot better. Yeah, and you know, you know, anyone has the right to spell their name the way they want, but when it's a slur, if you don't put the accent mark in, just saying it would be convenient. It, yeah, that. like Lo- love what you're doing out there, King. Lo- I, love I, your game. I, but... Also, well, I, I hate him now because he's a Red Sox. So, oh well, uh, I mean, he's still really fun. Yeah. That's okay. Well, no, I, I, mean, I, I don't want I don't want fun players on the Red Sox. Yeah, that's true. That's very fair. Yeah, I hate that Ronald Cunha's on the Braves. Yeah, boils my blood. Uh, but that, but uh, that's like case. that's the one circumstance. You know, you forget that accent mark. Maybe you can make the argument that you didn't know what what that word means that way. Uh, other than that, no. Like if you use it in a string of profanity, <laughs> like if you ha- if the word is surrounded by fucking and bitch, no, you <laughs> knew what that meant. The funniest part of all that, I think, and, like, I do mean this funny. Like, I, I know that, like, it might seem rude to say that this is funny, but it is. It is. It's actually pretty funny. Where he um, says, like, where he stops and, like, waits and he's, like, he's clearly trying to figure out which slur he wants to use. He's like, which, which one am I going to use? Loading file. Be careful here. <laughs> there, no, there was, there was a, there was, like, a better... A funnier pit, bit where like later in the stream he gets a phone call. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the yes, phone call like, are you? Sh- do you know what you just did? And like you can see him sort of realize what's going on. Like it yeah, like starts. Someone called him and was like, "You are going viral. This is bad." Um, I think it was his girlfriend. He... Well, no, but no, like, was it? Just, I don't think it was. I think it was oh. his agent or something. But he says like he basically like he stops and the guys are like, "Hey man, is everything okay?" And he's like, "Uh oh, hey guys." Uh, I go, my wife needs me, GG's all. <laughs> and just logs off like the least plausible excuse of all time that like, 
Oh, my wife just called. Uh, she said that I needed to get off the game because I uh, just ruined my career. Yeah. Uh, that normal thing you do. Very funny. I loved it. I loved someone. I uh, uh, I saw someone tweeted uh, a thing that was like his apology uh, gif or JPEG, which was just like him in gamer glasses. Yes, <laughs> like it's fantastic. Now. It's like a, it's a glamour shot, and like it just says like sorry. I didn't know what that meant. I hope everyone forgives me. Uh, but then someone just changed the text to Hey guys, my wife's calling GG's all. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's that's pretty much correct. So that was the news this week. Um, there's a couple other things. Um, I, you know, we've committed to doing the news first. We lied. We lied about the format of the show. We lied, yeah. Well, everyone knew. If you know us well enough, you know we lie all the yeah. time. Uh, so the other other news, there's um, Star Citizen back in the news. Um, oh, God. Uh, people, love, people love getting scammed. This fucking money laundering piece of shit. Alleged money laundering piece of shit software. Holy fuck. Why do people I mean like I I, I guess like the, the the vision of Star Citizen, like what people want out of it is what it is. Like I get that. Like, My get theory really, is that it, it came around at a time where there wasn't enough money to sp- for stupid people to spend their shit on online. That's probably right. Yeah, it was pretty early in Kickstarter days. Yeah, it was it was like forever. it was the first big Kickstarter. I wanna say it was like two thousand twelve or something. It can't. Wasn't like the wasn't like the paperclip guy the first big Kickstarter. I don't know. Since Maybe start. not. Or the no the was it the potato salad guy? 2012 Kickstarter. Yeah. Raised more than 339 million dollars. But that That's even right. then 339 million dollars to fund nine years of AAA development. Not all. I mean, it is a it's a ridiculous amount of money. But after Kickstarter's cut. And everything I else, know, they man. must have substantial out other investment to still keep this shell game going. Well, you're right. It's very funny that, like, I just, I, I can't believe people are still interested. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I can't believe people are still like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Star Citizen, baby. I believe raise, in it. Raised $77 million in 2020. My God. What the fuck? Who is investing in this game in 2020? I'm telling you, organized crime. It's got to be organized yeah. crime. Like, none I of this mean, makes sense. That, no, that makes sense. I was talking about uh, NFTs with my wife the other, yeah. like, the other day. Like, she was like, so, like, we're talking about them. And, and she was like, why are people buying them like this? And I was like, oh, probably because of money laundering. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, once once you enter that into the equation, it's like, oh, sure, right, 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 money laundering, sure. Obviously, this is all just alleged. Um, but I do actually believe that they're probably... There has to be something else going on there. I don't know. Truanon gets away with it. We'll be fine. Yeah. That, that, do you really want to use Brace as a as a you know a model for what we should and shouldn't say online? Friend of the show, Brace, of course. <laughs> All I'm saying is he he's the he's the guy dressing up like cowboy, pushing pointing a gun at the screen. Not us. We don't we don't we're not about that life. We're not that hard. No, I'm not as hard as Brace, but no. we're I'm friends with Brace, so it's okay. No, that's fair. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Star Citizen. Uh, why is it back in the news? Why are people doing well, this for themselves? Star Citizen is based out of Texas uh, for various yeah. uh, tax and I assume subsidy reasons, aesthetic um, reasons. Well, there's there's a lot. Like they've been based out of Texas since 2012, I assume. 
they were part. They were an early adopter of the big tech push down there, um, mm. and uh, you know those Texas Republicans will do anything to get to make a business happy, no matter how much blood they have to squeeze out of the stones. I love I love Elon Musk moving down there, and then immediately there being I don't love that there was a natural disaster. Don't make me say that I love there was a natural disaster, mm. but I do love that Elon Musk moved down there, and then immediately after a natural disaster was like, hey, where's all the like the disaster relief that I'm used mm. to? Yeah. Um, oh no! <laughs> so oh. so vaping uh, and sewing, vaping and sewing. Yeah. Uh, so their thing was uh, they forced employees to work through the snowstorm. Um, they had power apparently at one of their facilities. Um, it was well. That's it, how they got out such a great product. Yeah, th- that currently released product, Star Citizen. Uh, yeah. Apparently, gotta, it's like it's the it's the Witcher three argument. You gotta you gotta sacrifice to get quality like that. Yeah, the uh, anthem argument, the uh, <sighs> the um, the cyberpunk argument. Um. Yeah, so they uh, they were basically employees were told you got to come to work or use uh, paid time off. Um, that's I want to say everyone who's ever worked on an office job has heard that during a snowstorm. Yeah, sure. uh, I got that when I was in Baltimore and I was working for Microsystems. Uh, they're cash register people. I don't know what they do now. Um, they got bought by Oracle or something. Um, I was working with their help desk, working at their help desk with, <laughs> working at their help desk. Um, and we had that that ridiculous blizzard. I want to say it was also 2012. It was that that blizzard that year where um, that was the polar vortex year. Yeah. Yeah, where Baltimore had more snow than Buffalo. Um, like it was like a fifty-two inch winter, snow-wise. And they'll never let you forget it. No, like, even at, at Ravens games to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're always talking about that. Uh, but I was living up near Johns Hopkins um, in Balt in downtown Baltimore at that point in time. Um, and the the word from my help desk managers was, "You need to come in." Or, you know, you have to start using paid time off. If you don't have paid time off, then they'll be subject to discipline. Um, and there were 12 inches of snow on the ground. You couldn't get out of Did the apartment. Did you have PTO? No, I didn't have PTO. I used to, oh. you know, Here's the thing. You work at a help desk. You use PTO as soon as you get it. Because working at a help desk yes, sucks. Yes, yes. Or, or else you start, like, you know, you have the problems that usually come with for mental health for people working at a help desk. No, I never had right. any paid time off. I always used that shit as soon as I got it. Um, and we, you know, we, we had arguments about it, and I eventually just didn't work some hours. Um, but, you know, everyone who's been at one of these jobs has had these conversations. Um, these people are lucky enough that they have a, that, you know, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of eyes on the product that they are making. And that gives them leverage to... Uh, the eyes of Texas are upon you. <sighs> well, that's a whole other topic of conversation. Um, <laughs> Robert E. Lee is not involved, to my knowledge, in the development of Star Citizen. But would you be surprised? Mm-hmm. Robert E. Lee's ghost? Mm-hmm. Slightly. Uh, I mean, no. you have to be a little surprised, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, it probably is a backer reward. Um <laughs> So yeah, this is like it's 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 standard enough stuff for anyone who's been in one of these apartments flooded. Fuck you, come to work, you know. 
roads down, fuck you, come to work. We've got power. Uh, right. We've got, yeah, yeah. we've got deadlines to meet. And as far as we're concerned, we're just going to say, oh, we are, when, when Kotaku, who has the piece on this, comes running, we'll say, oh, it's, it's really messed up that these anonymous sources would try to come in here and disrupt the great communication and bonds of family that we have as a company uh, handling these, these crisis times. Um, <laughs> Can't believe they told a reporter about this. I, I hope... Yeah. They know that we will find out who they are and punish them. Yeah, and, you know, it, well, it, it's correct to report this shit. I don't know what's going to happen because of it. Texas seems dedicated to being the Helllands, the Playlands. Oh, yeah, no, like, I think, I, oh, I don't mean to suggest that Kotaku was wrong in reporting it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying they absolutely will. Companies love seeking out whistleblowers. Yeah. It's what it's what they live for. Yeah, uh, you know, it's you know maybe maybe they'll feel some sort of shame there. But if they felt some sort of shame, they wouldn't have developed Star Citizen, which is an obvious criminal enterprise. Yeah. So back to Star Citizen. What's up now? Um, they missed their uh, beta window for uh, Star Citizen Citizen Forty Two, which, if you recall, was their attempt, their ongoing attempt to graft a first-person shooter to this boondoggle for some fucking what? reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's if you're not sure. Familiar with the... If there's if there's anything I know about video games, it's adding another video game on top. Te- typically fixes any. See, problem. here's the thing: the elite dangerous people, they've just been plugging along, and they're adding a first person module to their game too. And you know, the oh, difference... fine. But elite dangerous is a is a serious game that is already out. Yep. See, here's the thing: elite dangerous went into development after Star Citizen Kickstarter went up. Like oh, I want to no. say a year or two after came out was great basically does everything star citizen claims it's going to do except without a story-driven campaign which is basically what they're getting around to adding as they basically just do everything star citizen was going to do except without the custom ships that people are paying millions of dollars for I like that. I like that. Like Elite Dangerous at this point is rightly considered an old game too. Yep. Like that's how old Star Citizen is at this point. Is that like a game where you'd be like, oh yeah, that game. Like that reminds me of games like uh, like Kerbal Space Program. It was like, like <laughs> it was like what 2016? Is that when it came out? I maybe earlier. What's 2014. It? Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. That sounds right. I mean, it's and it's been an ongoing process. They released the game, and they've released a lot of, you know, content packs since then. Well, um, fine, but like that's what you expect from games like that. If, yep. if if Star Citizen's a joke because a punchline because like you expect these games to release content packs. Like it's even even No Man's Land, No, Man, no Man's Sky, excuse me, is not like a punchline anymore because. Mm-hmm they released stuff like that, you know, that they, they basically like, it was like, okay, you know, like, yes. All right. We, we sort of like, we sort of messed up here. Um, but the thing is we also can release new stuff. And then once you release new stuff, once you do it and it's actually done, then you're forgiven and people will play your game and maybe they may, you know, they might not love it. They might, they might think it's flawed or whatever. That's certainly a possibility. Um, that's what happens when you make video games, but um, like they'll give it a chance. The, uh, like that's the thing. Like if Star Citizen did that, then no one would ever make fun of it because like it would just be another game. They didn't even release anything. 
Yep. I mean, they had that one alpha, which was like half broken. Um, and yeah, was, that's not enough. It was like just walking around a hangar, I want to say. God. Um, it's fantastic <laughs> stuff. I love it. Uh, but yeah, the, um, the thing about um, Star Citizen is that when it does eventually come out, that's when Duke the shitstorm is going to start. Duke Nukem like, Forever style. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. When Duke Nukem came, Forever came out, no one cared. Well, yeah, that's true. Because no one was invested because uh, that project, I, wanna, I forget how, how the end of the development went for that. It shut down, basically, and then another company bought the assets and finished it and threw mm-hmm. it out the door. Um, so no one really, no one, everyone's investment with that, all the, all the pent-up bodily fluids, the bile and the other stuff, uh, were spent <laughs> when the project shut down. Uh, Don't forget and, about the other stuff. And the um, and the original team left with its colorful cast of characters. Was that, was that George Broussard? Was that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we talk about him on the show? I think so. Just the other, just the other week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I want to say the funniest thing about Star Citizen was the associated something awful forums thread. You could okay. not find a better like. And I'm talking, this is like back in 2012, 2013. It, it is very different now. You could not find a greater hub of, like, real shit true believers <laughs> than those guys. Oh, and they all got conned. Because cause this was a thread of people who were basically, like, doing that feedback loop thing where they talk themselves into giving more and more and more and more money, which is great ah. when it's something like a bail fund or housing uh, charities or something like that. Or blackjack. No, it's not good with blackjack, actually. But um, uh, well, okay. Well, but no, 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 no. You can let's, win. Let's mo- agree you can to wait, disagree. Wait. You can win money with blackjack. You're right. Uh, it's tech. You know, and it's one of the ones the house doesn't take as much. Uh, it doesn't have as much of a great cut from. It wins, just guys. not as much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you don't, you, there, there's no chance of you hitting the jackpot on buying unique ship skins on Kickstarter. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I wish Star Citizen all the worst. Um, I hope his employees yeah, are fine. A, I hope the employees who are working on it, uh, get their p- paid time off back. Um, I hope that they get to finally at some point put a published game a, a a shipped game on their resume from this experience although i have my doubts about that ever happening oh there's no chance i mean i i would i would say the chances of us ever seeing a star citizen out of beta is i i mean that's just like it seems extraordinarily unlikely yeah um to the to the point that i would just say like don't you know if you can buy it as a joke at, for like seven dollars or something, so mm-hmm. you can say I was there. Do it because that's funny. Oh, the um, entire ecosystem of modules and games for Star Citizen is probably gonna break one hundred and twenty dollars by the time it comes out. Okay, you'll cool. be buying a base game. You'll be buying the first-person expansion. You'll be buying. I want to say there are like additional planned expansions already that they're in some degree of completion on. Please uh, do not assume I will be buying the first-person expansion to no. this game. Um, what else do we have this week? Uh, right. Uh, speaking of sports, 
Um, Always. This has been this has been percolating for a while now. There were some really landmark court cases recently, uh, as pertains to the rights of amateur athletes in the United States of America, which for you non-sports followers means college athletes, people who play college football and college basketball. Uh, their rights to sell their likenesses and benefit off their names. Um, and A terrible re- practice. What what happened to yes. sportsmanship? Um, what happened to you know this this happens this this news comes out we and we are recording the same day as the uh, Michigan State basketball team has sold their <laughs> the naming Rocket Mortgage rights. basketball team. Yeah, the MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. And, um, you cannot come up with a more dep- I mean like come up with a more depressing sponsor than I guess like Quick and Payday Loans. No, it's it's whoever's run, whoever. Um, is the Dame sponsor for the Chicago White Sox uh, stadium right now. Uh, well, it's not U.S. Cellular. No, right? no. It's not the cell anymore. Chicago White Sox stadium. Oh, yeah. It's a really weird one. Guaranteed rate field. <laughs> um, Good Lord. Guaranteed rate is, uh, for some reason, it's called guaranteed rate, but their logo is an arrow pointing down. I am shocked, shocked that um, the Chicago White Sox or any baseball team would uh, buy a sponsor and put that sponsor's logo all over the stadium when that sponsor's logo was an arrow pointing down, like (laughs) them in the standings. Um, (laughs) But this is a Jerry Reisendorf team, and Jerry Reisendorf is a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. does it help the Bulls? Well, then Jerry will do it. Yeah. So um, the athletes won that court case. Uh, the They were granted limited rights, and they have to be negotiated with the NCAA, of course. Uh, so really, to, they just won another court case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to uh, get – to be allowed to profit off of their name and likenesses on um, licensed NCAA products. And the NCAA has to, by the court order, uh, engage with them in an agreement, some kind of, of structure to allow that to happen. They're not allowed to just compl- continue banning it. Um, the NCAA has, you know, this has been sort of a thorn in their side for a while because they just haven't been allowed to make video games while this was right. up in the air. Um, so the NCAA football was their big one. Uh, it was published by EA because it was published by EA. People loved was, that game. It was, it was a piece of shit. Good God. Yeah, but people still loved it. Yeah, people love Madden. Um, that's what a monopoly will do. They love, What they love is their football team. And that yeah, was the only right. place they had to play their football team. They um, got nowhere else to go. They had nowhere else to go. So they played that piece of shit. And it was a piece of shit. It's worse than Madden. Like in ter- I'm talking in terms of features, in terms of bug support, in terms of being a polished product, just straight trash fire garbage. Uh, it is I, – I don't really understand how people put up with that stuff. But, again, there's nowhere else for them to go um, <laughs> if they want to play that stupid sport um, in that stupid format. So it will be wow, coming weird. back. It's a cool sport in a cool format. It is, yeah, well, all right, sure. Now, it's yeah, – it, people – I listen to a college football podcast, like, mm-hmm. and I listen to it without watching the college football because the college football is the least interesting part of 
college football to me. The most interesting part is all of the weird obsessions and traumas and grudges and yeah, rivalry, all, all the sort of psychological shit that fans have built as a superstructure on top of college football. But the, right. but the game itself, man, you know. It's not a fan. Uh, you know, it's not like they're having good college football games. Like, there are some really great ones, but uh, just the way that that, that, the, that the, you know, the, the competition is structured and the disparities between team quality, you know, you have to be culturally involved in that sport. Not always from a young age, but usually from a young age and have a lot of the great cultural stuff around it supporting you, I think, to really fully appreciate that. Um, yeah, that seems that true. Um, the uh, podcast we're talking about is the Shutdown Fullcast, which is oh yeah, uh, no no classic. We've had we've had Spencer on the show. Yeah, which is you know it's only like sixty percent about college football. Um, Love those guys, and that it gets down to around thirty percent in the off season. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's a great show. Uh, you know, part of this is because uh, my alma mater, uh, UMBC. Um, don't call it University of Maryland, Baltimore Co- ca- uh, County. They've uh, they formally changed the name to just the letters UMBC. Um, Weird. Yeah, that was like a big to do when I was there. Uh, it's like an odd flex, I gotta say. Well, people keep like there was a reason. The reason was they that everyone with school pride for UMBC, which was a weird concept because UMBC was kind of a commuter school. We were all there to do a do a specific thing, and that was get a degree and then get the hell out. Uh, but the people at School Pride um, had a problem with University of Maryland, comma, Baltimore County, because it made it sound like we were a satellite school of University of Maryland College Park. Oh, I kind of always thought you were. See? There you go. Nope, we're a separate university that is part of the University of Maryland school system and is a technically equal member of that school system with the University of Maryland College Park. Ah, technically equal. The best kind of equal. Yes, that's true. They also did not have a football team. Um, our uh, school president, civil rights leader, and general kick-ass dude, Freeman Habrowski III, um, is morally opposed to football in all of its forms because of... I never really... You know, it was hard to... He, he That was kind of a moving target with him. It was sort of like, for a while, some of his statements were really of the uh, pull-up-your-pants variety with okay, with okay. regards to football like he didn't like of a certain age he didn't, a lot of people are like yeah he didn't like the 90s hurricanes that sort of stuff oh that's um, so cool though yeah that's like what you love yeah but another part of it was that it's obviously a dangerous sport that involves ramming your heads in, into each other and it's just not safe uh and you know that was always a part of his reason not to bring it on campus and he also didn't want it on campus because he knew what football programs specifically do to budgets and priorities for college athletics uh, yeah. and overall in general. Now, he got a lot of criticism for it because UMBC is in Catonsville, which, if you know anything about Baltimore geography, puts them right on the Beltway, the 695 interchange, right outside Baltimore. And if the Baltimore Ravens were to need a practice facility... Oh, that'd be perfect. They, they're, they're, if there was a pro-amenable practice facility on the UMBC campus... You know, there might there would be opportunities to have the Baltimore Ravens come to the school and do shit. Uh, but he didn't want that because he didn't want to open that Pandora's box. And frankly, I respect him for that. Um, mm. It does mean that we have that we sell a lot of really smug, undefeated football 
team shirts in the school library, uh, school store. Um, so cool. Yeah, yeah. No one's ever made that joke before. Uh, no small liberal art. No, like St. John's College, undefeated in football. Actually, I don't even know. Maybe St. John's actually does have a football team. Um, they have a pretty good basketball team this year. Yeah. Um, I, th- I want to say our homecoming game was it was either men's soccer or lacrosse. Uh, so yeah, that's that's sort of how that goes. But uh, that's just that's just depressing. It is. So that's so. If I had a football team, my uh, my the team that I'd most likely root for would be the Terrapins, Maryland. Uh, and if you have paid any attention to the Maryland Terrapins football team since, oh, say Ralph Friedgen left the program, you'd understand Truly why I. Team. It's ooh, uh, their most recent coach killed a kid. Yeah. Well, technically it was his neglect and the strength and conditioning coach that killed him. But, you know, um, the, the boosters went all in on trying to keep him because the boosters thought DJ Durkin was going to get lead them to a national championship. Maryland, <laughs> the University of Maryland is never going to have a, ma- a, a national championship in football. They need to understand that right now. But they don't. Yeah, I mean... The- if if it's if it's he will lead us to a bowl game. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. But a national championship? There's no chance. Who do you think I you mean, are? Like they, one of the four teams who ever wins a national championship. No. See, the thinking was, well, we did in basketball. Yeah, you did it with oh, wow. Gary Williams, who is not here anymore. And basketball <laughs> is not football, my friend. Basketball has much more parity in college than football. Yeah. Because of the field of 64. Yeah. You're talking about a field. I mean, like, even in the playoff world, like, you're talking about four teams. Yep. And also, like, basketball teams are just smaller. Like, it's Mm -hmm. easier to hit. If you hit on two recruits, like, really fucking hit on two recruits in basketball, you can build a tournament team around that for at least two years. Absolutely. uh, before Before they leave the school or something. If you really fucking hit on two recruits, congratulations. You have half an offensive line in football. <laughs> like you need you need to be working at scale in the recruiting game. You need to be you need bags of money changing hands. You need people with opsec. You need the sleaziest dudes uh, in places like Denton, Texas. To be on your side. You need guys hey, look, there are some sleazy guys in Denton. Uh, you need guys with fanny packs and trucker caps carrying paper bags full of money to the families of these recruits. Like you need, you need the serious shit going on. Uh, you need to be the the sort of shithead dirtbag that tries to prostitute the team's hostesses to recruits, like Lane Kiffin did at Tennessee. You and need, Lane Kiffin's not even all that good. No, uh, he's a great <laughs> recruiter. Is what he is. Okay, He's a great well, recruiter because yeah. <laughs> he tries to prostitute some of the campus employees. Yeah. Because he's a piece yeah. of shit. That's what being a good recruiter is. You need to be able to lie to people. You need to be able to abuse people. You need to be able to exploit people. And you need to be able to pay people without the federal government knowing about it. And, and that it's a real is thing that Maryland has just been unable to. Yeah, yeah, those. yeah. No. And if we just if we just got Lane Kiffin in there, well, maybe he wouldn't kill a guy. But he would Maybe. get in trouble with the NCAA three times a year uh, to get the team to nine and six or, or whatever many games college plays. Ooh, they nine play. and six, you're in the Belt Bowl, baby. <laughs> yeah. 
it's so, not called the Belk Bowl. No, anymore, it's not. They, it's like, wasn't it the Duke's mayonnaise bowl? It used to be. The I Belk think bowl? so. There, there have been some amazing bowl names. Beef O'Brady's bowl. The Duke's mayonnaise bowl is is is, is like uh, high in my heart because uh, the player broke the trophy when he was looking at it, and then Duke's like made it a funny thing. It was like mm-hmm. now we're the broken trophy guys. Um, probably a whole work, but still very funny to me. Yeah, um, there's been. Yeah, so there's been uh, news that the uh, game is going to be coming out in 2023. That's when they think they'll get the rights cleared. That's when they think um, they'll get everything set up. Uh, I want to say it's July. They're saying July 2023. Okay. Um, So that's what you can expect college football to make a return to your video game console, and you'll love it for five minutes, and then you'll realize this sucks to play. And then you'll keep playing it because you have nowhere else to go. Because you'll still eat that garbage. Yes. All right, video games. What games do we play? Uh, well, I'll start because you have two, so mm-hmm. I'll let you you take the lion's share. But I've been playing, um, I've been playing uh, this game called um, Silvercase, which is Suda um, Suda's. I, you don't need to include the numbers. Uh, his uh, first game. So you might know Suda from um, No More Heroes. Ooh. You might know Suda from. Uh, Killer Seven. Um, I believe Suda wrote the um, the story mode for uh, the Fire Pro game, where like you where win, you, you die. You, yeah, you win, and then your guy just offs himself at the end. Because yeah, it's like no more worlds left to, to conquer. Yeah, Alexander yeah. shit. Um, it really like kind of like an intense dude uh, is Suda. But weird and like sort of like interesting. Um, he he's along the lines of like uh, Yoko Taro or Swery or one of those guys, like the weirdo kind of like outsider um, devs. Uh, and and Silvercase is his first one. Um, it is a um, it's a visual novel um, where basically you're like part of a detective squad hunting down like the bizarre serial killer guy. Um, but it's it's a little smarter than that, and it's also like the cases are super different. It breaks out a lot. It's a it's a really it's a really neat game. Um, it is absolutely like if you if you have any interest in I don't know I want to say like if you have any interest in like detective fiction even um, you you'd probably enjoy Silvercase and it's cheap. Uh, you can just get it on the old uh, on the old. Uh, Steam Steam Store. I think it's also on PS4. Maybe it's on uh, Switch. I'm not sure. Um, and there's also a sequel. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's like if you like. Um, Is this what you've been posting screen caps from? With like, yes. don't fall in love with a serial killer, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Which Excellent. is literally like, the, there's there's no subtext there. That that character doesn't have subtext. Who's saying that? Like, basically, the the other character has met a serial killer, and like they had a little connection before they caught her. Um, and he's like, I'll wait, I'll wait as long as it takes. And the other guy's just like, you are an idiot. Like I, I pity you completely because you're clearly very dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, it's good. It's like, it's a, it's a a really, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like the, the, that same detective gives you your character. Who's sort of like, you've lost your memory and you're this weird cipher. Who's kind of like hanging around their, their department after your department's been destroyed. Um, he's like, Hey, you need a nickname. Uh, and he comes up with a couple and they don't work. And he's like, oh, I got a cool one for you. It's Big Dick. There we he go. Just, he just He's like, that's great. What do you think? And his partner's like, great nickname. And so through the whole game, they're just like, hey, Big Dick, come on over here. Um, so like, it's it's goofy and silly and weird. But it's also, I don't know, like it, it plays with a lot of um, 
pretty serious emotional beats. It doesn't land all of them. It's not a perfect game, but it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, and I think definitely, like, I mean, for me, I'm trying to play more visual novels. It's like a genre I'm not at all really in tune with. And uh, for me, it's like an intro one. It has that genre fiction thing that keeps me coming back. So, mm. um, yeah, I'd go for it. It's uh, it's it's fun if you sort of like uh, Japanese, uh, you know, serial horror or whatever, because it's... It has that strange sort of sense of um, liminality that a lot of those, a lot of like, you know, Japanese horror and murder mystery and stuff like that have. Yeah, the whole, is this happening in the real world or that sort of thing? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, there's a lot of like, uh oh, are you hallucinating or is this real kind of thing? The music is also very good. It's, um, it's, it's all like, uh, it's almost like chiptune stuff. It's it's very weird and very dissonant and strange or very catchy. Um, yeah, no, I, I recommend it. It's 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 fun. Cool. Uh, I'm only going to talk about one of my games because we need to get the hell out of here. Uh, we still have right. going over an hour. Uh, I've been playing Loop Hero, which is the darling of the Steam leaderboard, the Steam sales board this this week at least. It's uh, moved half a million copies and since its release on the. Wow. Fourth, I think. Fourth, fifth. Okay. Uh, so this is a weird... It, it's been described as an idle game. It's been described as a clicker game. It's not really either of those games. Uh, if anything, it's a board game. It's sort of like a... It's like a... They, they brought a board game to life. Sort of like... I, I want to say... Um, the hell is that? The one with the cards. Slay the Spire? No, no, no. The, the board game with the cards. Dominion? Um, Monopoly. Card... Board game. John's thinking of cards. Monopoly. I'm not thinking of Monopoly. What the hell am I thinking? Did you really of? just Google board game cards? Yeah, it didn't work. Shockingly. Yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta tell you, that's not gonna be very successful. Um, um, Candyland, uh, Life, Expansion, Settlers of Catan. No. Shit, what is it? Uh, it's Everyone knows what it is. Everyone would know what it is if... Gloomhaven? Um, no, it is Dominion. I think it's Dominion. Um, Old Dominion or current Dominion? I think it's, it's just called Dominion. Anyway, so the idea is that you've got a loop, right? So, uh, oh, the story is that a wizard destroys the universe. That's fine. We're putting it back together. There's your story. We move from there. <laughs> Um, the idea is, is a big, Stupid wizard. it's, it's a run based game. Um, and when the run starts, a loop appears and loop is just a path that goes around in a circle and starts and ends at a campfire. Um, okay. and this map, it appears on a grid, a board game grid, if you will. Uh, and the path of the loop is random every time. I, I assume it's seed generated. Um, and what you are doing is you have a guy who travels the loop, he will not stop, he will not slow down. You can control the game speed, but that is just controlling the clock of the game. You're not actually slowing him up or slowing him down relative to the rest of the board. Um, and your goal is to survive enough loops for the boss to spawn and then defeat the boss. Uh, you have a meta, a bunch of meta games going on while you play this regular game. Because you have a, a home base, a camp, where you you want to build buildings with resources you get from beating loops um, and get upgrades in those buildings and use those upgrades to either get 
uh, different classes or, you know, slight upgrades that make your character stronger. Um, or different cards for your deck, because you have a deck. And the deck hmm. is composed of four different kinds of cards. There are uh, cards that go on the tiles themselves that generate enemies. There are cards that um, sort of are... They go next, like... So there, there's three basic types of places you can place a card. One is directly on the loop itself, like on the track. And it changes the nature of that block of the loop. It becomes like a, a grove tile, or a ruins tile, or a village tile. Then you have the type of tile you can place adjacent to a um, to the track. And what it does is it modifies either the pieces of the loop track directly next to it, or in like a, a nine by a three by three grid around it, um, that sort of thing. Um, and then you've got the land cards, which you can just place anywhere that isn't the loop or directly adjacent to the loop. Uh, okay. And those just apply very small passive bonuses to your hero during that run. Um, and then you've got like real wild cards, like you can place a. There's, there's like the, the fourth category is like grab bag, so you get a a like a a shrine that shoots lightning, but it only does it on like the the uh, like rook move, like you know how rook moves <laughs> in chess. Yes. Uh, yeah. So either the 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 longitude and the latitude of wherever it's placed on the board. Um, so you have to be really careful about where you place it because either it hits two squares or it hits like eleven, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um and so all these cards form your deck and you get cards for killing monsters. So your job is to maximize the number of monsters you kill in a loop for the most resource rewards and the most cards dropped during the loops and then get to the boss and beat the boss. Now, if okay. you you always have the option to exit the loop early whenever you're at the campfire and take all of the resources you've gotten and go home. If you what happens then? Well, then you start a, you start a new loop, and you you just you know like if you once you're in a once you're in the really like high level loops, you will want to do this thing where you just go in and do ten loops of just grinding resources and staying alive, and then bouncing before the boss fight because you need to upgrade some stuff. Oh. Um, but if you die, you only go home with thirty percent. Of your okay. uh, of what you've gotten, and if you decide to leave the map anywhere but the bonfire, the campfire, you'll you only leave with sixty percent. So you're doing some risk reward calculations there. Um, okay. It's a lot of fun. Okay. It may like I might be done with it after fifteen hours or so. I mean, it's only fifteen bucks on Steam. Um, well, yeah, okay, then that that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it seems like some of the grinding is maybe a bit much for the resources. Um, uh, but I, I've gotten decently far you in it. must not know of serious grinders. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like, near the final boss, or at least what I perceive to be the final boss. There might be a chapter four, but it doesn't it's, seem like there's a, a place in it's the. It's all about what you. I, this is like this is all part of my like Buddha, video game Buddhism. It's all about what you perceive to be the final boss, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully that doesn't go badly with like the gamer gator people and what they perceive. Um, um, no, it won't. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying my time with uh, Loop here a lot. Uh, really nice art. Looks like one of those early '90s Sierra games. Oh, fun. Um, 
So I, I might have more to report about it when I finally beat it this week at some point because it's currently my like podcasting game since it requires very little thought. Um, ah, it's you just told me management. it was not a clicker. It, it's not a clicker. You don't click. You do. Uh, you mainly you have to place cards and notice if you're about to die. Um, it, there is a lot more micromanagement than I thought there would be, um, which is why I don't call it an idle game. But it's you know it's a, mostly the same amount of brain space as your average ARPG. Okay, which, as I know uh, from talking to you, mm -hmm. is your uh, that's your podcast game. That is my podcast Choice. game, uh, and that my secondary game on this this week was going to be Torchlight, which I will spend more time with and talk about next oh, time. Which Torchlight? Third, the first one, the third, third? one. Oh, did they remake that? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it next time, but it's you yeah. Know, no, that's fine. I was just curious. Um, well, good. Torchlight's a fun fun franchise. I'm glad they're getting that back on its feet. Yeah. Well, all right, John. Um, thanks for being here. Do you have anything coming up on Goonhammer? Uh, I will be reviewing Loop Hero at some point, so there will be a text oh, version well. of that coming out. Um, it'll probably be more in-depth than what I just recounted off the top of my head. Uh, Weird. Yeah, very strange. Um, kind of strange that they want you to make a more in-depth thing, but you mm. know, go off. Uh, and that's about it. I'm also on Twitter. Okay. Who cares, though? Should well, need to get do. me off. Need to get me off Twitter. Give me a job. Well, wh why don't you? Why don't you just? Well, you, you seem to be happier when you were protected. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if I go back to that. I'm. I. I. You know. Seems to me like you found a, like the the secret to being happy on Twitter, and then just threw it away. Well, the thing is that to be happy on Twitter while protected, you also ha have to have like a follower base of like ten thousand people, so that you still get. At Which least, you have. Yes, but that required like ten years of not being protected, and the insane mental damage that that cost. Oh well, yeah, okay, fair enough. So it's not like it. It you know, it's it's not like it. You know, it's. It was after a very steep decline that there was a very small incline at the end of that. Let's say. Oh, what a sad, what a sad way of thinking about it. Yep, that's life. All right, I'm out of here. All right, okay. Talk, Talk to you later. Soon. Bye. Bye.